Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, November 29, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? A lot of stuff going on from an intraday perspective, a lot of stuff going on from a daily chart, and even we'll talk about later the weekly chart perspective. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to get into it all. I'm making this video, or at least starting this video, a few minutes before the closing bell. It's not going to change the chart or the outcome or what was planned for this video, but we may get a chance to see the close, where it is, and what we're looking for is above or below, and this is a great place to start, the downsloping trend line that we've been eyeballing for quite some time. If you just pan out a little bit and look at the weekly chart, here it is. So therefore, they're hovering around that trend line. Now, I'll jump to the weekly chart real quick since we're already on it. Why is this extremely important? Because even though there's two days left in the week, we can at least get prepared we don't know what's going to happen over the next two days, but we can get prepared. They can come down, they can go up, and they can stay the same over the next two days. Let's take the last thing. What happens if they stay the same over the next two days and they close the week out right around where they are around the trend line? Well, guess what? That puts in a sign or signal of a trend change, and all of a sudden, you will be in an on-time type of situation on the weekly chart. Doesn't guarantee the market comes down, but certainly the antennas go up, the awareness is there, and they certainly can come down, and you're very close to risk. What does that mean? Risk would be the current high that they've already made, anything above there, and the trade is wrong from a downward perspective or the concept is wrong from a declining perspective and we would have to look up if they got above this week's high. It's pretty much that simple. Now, one caveat to that is above this week's high, which happens to be at present 458.32, that's today's high, is the other high over here from July, which is 459.44. So that would be your line in the sand if a trader wanted to be short from here. But you have to wait from the concept of what's the weekly chart doing. You have to wait until Friday. What happens if they go up another 30 or 40 handles this week? There's nothing that says they cannot do that. Let me repeat that. There's nothing that says they cannot do that. Back to the daily chart. So what do we have today? We have a market that tried to break out and was summarily rejected. It's called a failure in the trading parlance, a failure from a attempted breakout situation. But why is that a little bit more important than meets the eye? Well, if you remember something we specifically discussed in last night's video, which specifically leads to what happened today inside the numbers and in the live room you'll remember that we took a look at a chart that had yet to reach their trend line. It was the S&P E-mini futures. How you doing? So they've been eating time off the clock for a few days, building some energy for a move higher. Where was the next place on the move higher? Well, oh by God, it was the trend line that we talked about last night. That deserves a funny how that works and as well as how do you like them apples? And the reason why apples are involved is because 
We had a plethora, and I use the term plethora as many traders in the live room, inside the numbers, were short the market from up in that zone. There were several things up there. We had a gap that was to be filled. We had the big fat round number of 4,600, slightly higher. We had the trend line. Anywhere within there, a few points here and there, was going to be overhead resistance. Repeat after me, overhead resistance. Based on the commentary in the live room, traders took a short there. Based on the emails I got after the fact this afternoon, traders took a short up there. They had a nice, healthy whopper of a day from a profitability standpoint. How are you doing? Now, into the end of the day, the market's still active here with a few minutes left. And you can see here, they're just whipping it around, challenging the trend line. Where are they going to close? Above or below the trend line? Now, that's not going to be an end-all, be-all. They can gap down tomorrow. They can gap up tomorrow. Either way, what we're saying is we use the trend line as a logical pivot. Why is that? Above the trend line, she's bullish. Below, she can pull back. It doesn't mean it's an all-out collapse, crash, bear case. That's not what below the trend line means. Below the trend line means she's in a position to have a garden variety retracement, pullback, decline, work off some of the quote-unquote air quotes overbought condition, let home base and price converge, work off some of the rally that occurred from the 27th of October all the way up through right now. One can say, hey, the market went too far too fast. Yeah, but you don't have a measurement for that and there's nothing that says it can't go up another 30 or 40 handles tomorrow. We don't know that it will. We don't know that it won't, but there's nothing that says it can't. So too far too fast is only an aberration until you see a sign and or signal of a trend change. Today's candle can be considered a sign and or signal of a trend change. It certainly has the reversal qualities minus what? Minus big time volume. It has less volume than they did yesterday. Again, a few minutes left to the close, but when you look at it, it's going to be around the same volume as yesterday. So one of the characteristics you would like to see from a reversal perspective is void. It's not there. Doesn't mean the market can't come down, but we would like more confirmation. The more confirmation, the better we feel that we may have a top in place, something to trade against, which is Today's high and secondarily, the July high as discussed before. Hey, you doing? By the way, before we move on, I'll have a little interjection slash intermission. A lot of you ask about the swing trades, and I point you to LazySwingTrader.com. Go over there, take a look. You can watch the video that's attached to that page, but also look at the performance. Look what's going on. With the trades that are closed, that's the list of trades that are closed. Some of the stocks on that list also have an open slash trailing position. You never know which ones are going to give you the whopper slash rocket ride. So it's a base hit, it's a base hit, it's a double, stand up double, rounding second, another base hit, base hit, triple, base hit, base hit, home run eventually. That's the way it works. The performance is good. We caught them on the way down as a buyer. We've been selling them over the last couple of days. We'll find out whether this is a top 
or not. All system generated, hands off, it's an algorithm, it's working. Just go take a look for yourself. Now on to inside the numbers. I gave you the crux of it. The real morning trade type of flavor was the short from the highs this morning. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. You'll see we start saying above 457.40, the door begins to open for 458.40, which is near corresponding to that price in the ES that hits that trend line. They came up about eight cents short of that, but we have a give or take type of situation we say it all the time in the live room. I say it in here. We don't split hairs over pennies. I like the numbers to be hit, but we know sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. By 934, what we're saying is sooner than later, 458.40, give or take, is a reasonable short scalp with potential. 458 4.50. Two things when we look at the visual, we think better in pictures. Here's a 15-minute chart. We can look at any chart you want, whether it's a 15 or a 5, doesn't make any difference. And you can see here they came up just short. The high was 458.32. That qualifies as the give or take. And look where they closed the day. Here's the other thing down here on the far right. They closed the day just underneath the trend line. This trend line is exact. It is dead on balls accurate. They close the day below and they pop back above in the aftermarket. Doesn't mean anything. It's just what they've done. Short scalp with potential. How about that potential? Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I highlighted the morning juicy situation. And the question you have to ask yourself, where are you getting your information from? Is it good? Do you know where to find support and resistance? Do you understand what the next place is and what happens in order for them to get to the next place? All that stuff is important. We discuss and teach and learn all that stuff each and every day in the live room. Go back to the chart to double check the work. What about a long side trade? What about after they came down? Was that available? Funny you should ask. The zone was 456.40 down to 455.50. They tried to bounce it here. Some traders got a scalp off. Other traders had to wait for them to go lower. Why? Because once we have a trade that begins to work, we don't let the remaining portion go bad on us. This was the other side. They came up short of the gap, tried to bounce it back, finally filled the gap, and then went right back to the 456.40 number. That was the place we originally, from the front end of support perspective, were taking a trade. So the long trade did work out from a base hit perspective. They went right back to the place. If you paint by the numbers, your average is in the middle. They still gave you the deal. But this one went a little bit farther, admittedly, than I thought they would on the decline off the ES trend line. And what I discussed in the live room was, you have to look at this and say, Look what they just did. They finished something, meaning the ES finished getting to the place they needed to get to. And what that means is, at least to me, everything has a beginning and an end. Therefore, when an end occurs, a new beginning takes place and it's a cycle over and over and over again, which is why I say every day in the live room that the market basically does the same thing every single day within reason and with exception 
But if you have an understanding of what they're doing, you can affect it by making trades and be successful. These are the things that we discuss and learn and teach day in and day out in the live room. We get traders comfortable with how the market works, how to approach it, what to do, and more importantly, what not to do. Again, how do you like Dem apples? Speaking of which, here's a Macintosh for you. We only had two trades on the board this morning from a stocks on the move perspective. LVS didn't hit its entry objective, but JBL, JBL did. So we'll take a look at the chart. JBL had a haircut at the opening bell. Doesn't look like much all day long, but you can't really tell what happened until you look at a shorter term chart than a five minute. This is what happened in JBL. So the stock opened up at 117.57. The number was 117.55. Now that's not an easy thing to do. It doesn't make it easy when they open right on the number, but here's what happened regardless of who traded it and who didn't. They hit the number. They spiked it a little bit. They had an immediate rocket ride over the next three minutes back up to a high of what? 120. That's a stand-up double from a scalp trading perspective. That's it. The trade's over. What happened the rest of the day doesn't really matter. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they spiked them up into the moving averages. They're still in this bullish, flaggish situation. They finished up one half of 1% on the day when the SPY finished down basically seven tenths of 1%, seven bips, if you will, 30 cents. That's like a rounding error. So the market was basically flat today in the end, but you did have the rejection. So you tried to break out, didn't work. Still, from an IWM perspective, they're still just eating time off the clock. There's no damage done here. Doesn't mean it won't come down. Doesn't mean it won't go up later. It just no damage is done. We take the market at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes day in and day out. What about team transports? Anything going on over there? Same routine. Tried to rally today a little bit. Fell back down. They were having a nice day. They finished basically flat on the day, but nothing happened in the end. So you can't really make more out of it than nothing happened at face value. The market's in the same position it was yesterday. No change. As long as they stay above this picture, what we drew yesterday, she's in a bullish position. Q people. Tried to break up today a little bit, didn't work, came down, finished near the lows. Can say it's bearish, but it's not really bearish until it is. All they did was finish down 38 cents or one-tenth of 1%. It's a flat day. Once again, they can still remain in a position of eating time off the clock, letting home base work up to price. Same thing goes for the spiders. Just because the candle looks like a reversal candle doesn't mean the market's going to reverse. Remember what happened way back here. And let me bring back the spiders again. And we could say, look at this day here on the 9th of November. Looked like that was it. They came up short of the 100 period moving average, had a reversal day. And then what happened? It was a fake out operation. So take that with a grain of salt until they give you more reasons why you can be more confident. Like the volume spake. Today's volume was basically yesterday's volume on a reversal day. Well, it's not such a reversal day. They finished below the trend line. That's a bearish signal for more downside, but that doesn't mean they can't pop right back up tomorrow. Gabish, Gabish. 
Financials, decent day, up 7 tenths of 1%, 25 cents, nothing wrong here. Tried to get higher, didn't finish higher. Don't make more of it than that. Take it at face value. There's nothing wrong with the financials. It's still in an upward grind, challenging these highs over here. That's what's going on. Nothing more, nothing less. The first time, best time, they got up to the highs and they got rejected from an intraday perspective. What happens if they try again? They might get through. This does not mean collapse. What about Smash Mouth? Up $1.48, almost 1%. They were higher. They finished on the lows. That does not mean the bearish case. It does not mean collapse. It means they finished up $1.48 today. That's fine. The semis are a pretty good indicator of the tech space as a whole. There's nothing wrong with the tape. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.